The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's a happy Friday here. Cowboys Storyline. I say happy Friday. It's not everyone's happy about uh, the news of what's been going on here the last 24 hours. There's been some sadness, but it's still it's Friday and there's game week coming up here Uh, in a couple of days. Cowboys will take on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. So let's get right to it here. I mean, let's don't waste a lot of time. We don't have a ton of time here. 45 minutes is usually what we do on on Fridays. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk about the cornerback situation and Trayvon Diggs. Obviously, the Cowboys had uh, really tough, uh, tough news yesterday, finding out that Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL in the middle of practice on Thursday. Uh, His season is going to be over. He's going to have surgery. And he will be gone for the year. That is a huge loss for the Cowboys uh, just because of of how great he has been playing, what a great player he is, how dynamic he is, and what the Cowboys can do when he's on the field. So um, no reason to sugarcoat it, really. I mean, we'll see what this means. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it, so I don't want to get too far into this. But uh, I'm not going to sit here right now and say that it's not a, 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 a bad a bad break for the Cowboys because uh, if they if they didn't think he was a difference maker, you you don't give guys hundred million dollars. So simple as that. And this is a, a tough situation for the Cowboys. We'll see how they respond, and they'll get to do it here in a couple of days. And Arizona, other storyline, Tyler Biotish, uh, he also suffered a hamstring injury in practice. Uh, it looks like uh, he did get an MRI, um, and all indications is that he's probably going to be okay uh, for this game. So we'll be able to play. He's the only center on the roster. Obviously, they got a couple guys on the practice squad, but uh, I think he, he'll be fine to play in this game, but something to monitor for him uh, moving forward. Maybe they, they do get a little bit more depth there uh, in case he uh, can't play the whole game or, or needs a, a break. So, all right, we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to get after it quick. Uh, got a couple of callers that I don't know if I've seen before, so let's, let's do it. Carter in Madison, Wisconsin. Carter, what's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Long-time listener. Glad to finally get on the show, buddy. Thanks uh, for having my call. Awesome. Um, yeah. Just uh, obviously distraught by the news yesterday about Trayvon Diggs. Uh, obviously, uh, perennial Pro Bowl, all-pro corner. Obviously, we're not going to be able to replace his production, especially with the takeaways, and he's polished his coverage so well over the last couple of years. And now he's starting to tackle better. I feel like that's a part. You saw that in the first two weeks mm-hmm. that we're really going to miss. But, you know, I, here's why I don't think the season is lost. Um, I think we still have a really good depth group. Obviously, adding Stephon Gilmore was big for us. I think Deron Bland showed last year down the stretch that he's capable mm-hmm. of playing on the outside. And having Jordan Lewis back, good thing we didn't get rid of him. You know, a lot of people were talking about cutting him for a little cap space. Well, now we need Jordan Lewis in that nickel spot, a veteran guy who can step right in. Right. Um, and, and I wouldn't put it past him. You know, maybe they, if, if it doesn't go great with Bland on the outside, maybe they'll look and sniff around the trade deadline, maybe for a veteran corner midseason. So, I think with the pass rush that we have, I feel like they're going to be able to tread water. Obviously, having arguably the best defensive player in football, Micah Parsons, is going to help. Um, and then getting Donovan Wilson back, that safety group, you see Wanya Thomas, Marquise Bell, a lot of guys. Dan Quinn's going to put these guys in position to make plays. And I feel like, yeah, obviously, like you said, the third show, you can't replace Trayvon. He's an all-pro corner. They don't just sit out there like, you know, you can't just find him everywhere. But, like, I feel like the Cowboys of the offense keeps it going. They keep getting better every week, scoring more points. In the red zone, I feel like we can survive and still make some noise this year. I really believe that. 
Carter, I want to I want to say this. There, there's not there couldn't have been anyone more perfect to call this show first than you, because appreciate that. Really, I mean, like like, and thank you for the call. Um, and I I, I say that, um, and it's good to have you on. I, I've never I don't remember you calling before. Um, but I think it's it's really important to to realize the what you're just saying right there. There are some some pieces on this team. Deron Bland's a guy that's done everything you've ever asked him to do, and he's done it ten times uh, better than that than, than you expected. Um, there's no reason to bury this team. There's no reason to bury the cornerbacks. Uh, but but I'm I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it and say like that. You know, I'm there's there's a reason why everyone's kind of got a little you know gut punch right now because you know how good he is. You don't know that about some of the other guys, but but let's say this. If if you would have told me in training camp, hey, they're going to lose Donovan Wilson for all of camp in the first two games of the season, and the, these other guys, Marquise Bell, Wanye Thomas, they're going to step in and they're going to play lights out. They're going to be as good as you've ever seen, and the defense is going to be playing better than you've ever seen. Um, you'd be like, wow, really? So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying that you'll come in and replace Trayvon, and not, Carter is not saying that either. But he's saying um, it sounds like you're saying you know let's let's give these guys a chance, and there's some reason to be uh, optimistic about it. So appreciate the the call there. Let's go to David in Pinehurst, Texas. David, what's up, David? You there, Dave? Yeah, sure am. What's up? Hey, man, what's going on? I just wanted a quick take here, Cowboys Nation. Step off the ledge. We're probably in the best position to lose a player of this caliber with Diggs going down. If you wanted it to happen, the secondary is where you wanted it to happen. You know, we've got Donovan Wilson coming back, DQ coaching. You know, Mike McCarthy is able to coach up the teams. When, you know, he's lost players before. You put uh, you put Bland in that spot over the corner. Maybe you play a little bit more zone. J. Ron Curse is going to step up on the back end, and he'll huddle everybody around and be the leader back there. Let's not start feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, it could be worse. We could be the Jets, right? Um, I think just keep playing ball, keep playing the games. Injuries are a part. Does this suck? Yes. Mm-hmm. But as Michael Irvin says. Look up, get up, and don't ever give up. Cowboys Nation, hey, this is a a doomsday-type defense. It sucks losing him, but let's rally around Bland. And, you know, go back to that 2020 draft. There were seven corners, I think, taken ahead of Diggs. And guess who one of those corners was? It was Noah Igbenaki. Yep. And that's all I got. Thanks, Nick. Love the show, man. You're right. Take care. You're, you're exactly right about that. Igbenogany was the uh, fifth corner. He was taken in the first round. Um, you're you're right. And 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 you're another good caller to have on this. I mean, uh, I like what I'm hearing from you guys so far. I, I like that. Um, it's, it's helping me a little bit, uh, honestly. Um, you know, more more than that. And and it's it's it sucks because. Trayvon Diggs is one of my favorite players on this team. He really is. I mean, I, I love watching him play. I, I think he is um I think he's an all pro player that's underrated. I really do. I, I think he's I think he took a, a, a lot of heat last year for just just finding that okay, well, he doesn't tackle as much. The greatest cornerback that ever played football wasn't the greatest tackler. We all know that. Deion Sanders wasn't. That's not what he does. That's not that you're not built to do that. You can't play 
shut down receivers and and expect to be you know big time hitters. That's that's idiotic to think that way. The greatest receivers of all time was not the best blocker of all time. You're not built that way. You're built to cover the greatest receivers. And so sometimes you tackle, sometimes you got to make business decisions, whatever. But Trayvon, I, I think he, I think he took that personally. And I think he, you know, we were already kind of seeing it after two games. So I, I hate it for him. I really do. I, I got a chance to, to, to work with him. I got a chance to work with his, his family when we did a documentary on, on him, 24 seven coverage, uh, which won an Emmy by the way, which um, we were all excited about and of course he was like where's my trophy which you know naturally he he should be asking that but uh so I just hate it for him um, and I hate it for this team but you guys are you guys are right um you know you have a chance to to uh we have a a lot of depth that we're going to be looking at here for for this these um cornerback position and safety and it'll kind of you know bleed into each other a little bit so we'll see how they do all right Joe in Stamford Joe Stamford Texas what's up Hey, morning, brother. How are you? Well, you know. Yeah. uh, um, I mean, it it is what it is. So, you know, the thing I wanted to talk about was was I just wanted to uh, – oh, I'm getting another call here. Sorry. I just wanted to say – Don't they know that you're you're on the show? Like, like Yeah. What the hell? I mean, they should know that by now. Right, right. Uh, uh, (laughs) I just wanted to say – I think it's important to really remember Trayvon as a person today. Um, you know, this kid's going to be, you know, somewhat isolated for a while. I know his teammates are going to rally around him, but these guys, you know, they get hurt and they fall out of getting to do what, you know, what they've been doing with the team. And uh, it's important to remember him as just a person, not a football player. Um, we're going to, we're going to be all right. I think, uh, I mean, if, you know, of the big four that we uh, that we have on the team, you know, Dak, CD, uh, Micah, and and Trayvon. Unfortunately, to say he probably is the one that we can recover from because of who we have backing him up, and the fact that we have probably the best pass rush in the league. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, sad for the kid today, man. Really big time. But we're we're going to be all right. We're going to kick Arizona's butt, and we just got to figure out what we got to do. All right, I appreciate that. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in, Joe. And uh, uh, and you're right. That's a good. That's a good perspective. And 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 like I said, you know that that's I feel for him as well because you know I, I he's one of my favorite guys. I um and you know he's soft soft spoken. You know you don't hear from him a lot like in the locker room or anything like that. But when he gets on the field, you know he's always chirping. And uh, him and him and Dak ha- have a good healthy. Uh, you know, back and forth uh, re- relationship. I think, um, and and it was good. It's good for practice. It's good for competition. So, uh, and and then you know you say all that, and it, and you it's good in practice and all that. It's good until it's not. And then the guy gets hurt in practice, and then everyone's asked, "What are they doing? What, what's going on? What you know? Are they running Oklahoma drills in, in practice, you know?" And that's not that's not the case. It was my understanding. It was one on one red zone drill, and. Um, you know, on grass, imagine that. And, uh, it happens. It, it just, 
it's it sucks there's no there's no other way around it but but yeah it happens and you have to practice guys they, they practice once uh, a week really um and you you have to practice football so you so you can play football that's just the way it is and so we all can can get upset about it but but there's no other way around it there really isn't i mean you got to remember what they 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 cut back training camp they cut back all these rules you know these guys have to do the best that they can the coaches to to get these guys ready to play we're all we're all We'll be the first ones to say, well, why aren't they ready to play? That's how you get them ready to play. So if there's any talk like that, just remember, this is really, there's no other way around it. You can't really avoid it, and it's just it's bad luck. And this is one of the reasons why we always say well, what I've been saying. You can look ahead down the road. You can look at the 49ers game. You can look at all these things. You look at the playoffs. But that's why you can't get too far ahead. Things like this happen. We just don't know what this team is going to look like. Um, and, and we don't know what it's going to look like in 24 hours. So that's that's why it's important to just kind of stay in the moment. And this game against Arizona changed a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to still win and, 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 and or win big, but you know, it's how do they respond from this uh, injury. And so it's, things are always changing. That's, that's the nature of sports. All right, uh, Chris in Mississippi. Chris, what's up? How you doing there, Nick? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. This will be my last day for the weekend, so that's always the great. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, man, you know, two years ago, even last year, I was freaking out a little bit when Anthony Brown went down. But now that we have Stephon Gilmore just in another year on some of these young corners, how much difference does it make in our attitude? I mean, we would this would have been a devastating, like absolutely devastating loss. And I'm not saying it ain't because I've never been so sad that an Alabama player got hurt. And I know that sounds bad, but I'm a state fan. And I know you can you can relate to that too. Yeah. But I mean, everybody needs to take a deep breath and take a step back and remember we still have McQuamo, who played really good last year. I, everything I've heard out of training camp that Nashawn Wright looks great. And you got Deron Bland. And, I mean, Jay Lou is a baller. He's been a baller since he got here. So I really think that, yeah, it's going to hurt, and we might miss some production. But guess what? Young guys, step up. Now we're going to see where we're at in cornerback. And if we need to go get one in the draft, we'll find that out now. Yeah, and that's the blessing on the other side because we have such a great defense. You know, two years ago without that front, we would have been freaking out. But I do believe, hey, maybe this is our, um, you know, backup quarterback moment this year, and we won't have to worry about that. Yeah. So. Well, uh, thanks for the call. You know, a little little different from the fact that that it's only you know that was only four or five games. And uh, and Cooper Rush did did a great job. This is this is for the season. So you're you, whatever you, you're trying to figure out, you're going to have to to figure it out, and it has to be a long term plan. But there are some other options you can do. And, and as you said, you can figure some things out. Um, Nashawn Wright is on injured reserve right now for four games, uh, first four games, um, and he he can he, he should be ready to go now. I don't know if that's the answer. Um, I really don't don't know. I mean, he's. To me, he's just kind of been a guy. He hasn't really shown uh, the ability to 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 play a lot, you know, at a high uh, level. But um, you know, he's got that length, and and you know, he's he's competitive. He'll get in there. He's he'll be good for special teams if if they want to go that route. Um, you know, maybe this is the chance that Igbenogany can show that 
why he was picked in the first round. You know, like when he went to Miami, um, didn't really work out. He didn't have the pass rush there that, that he has now. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll get a chance to kind of show some things. But he's still, you know, he's still your fourth corner with behind Gilmore and um, and Deron Bland and, of course, uh, Jordan Lewis. So, um, you, got, you got some options uh, for sure. All right. Let's go with uh, Irwin in Denver. Irwin? Hey, hey, good morning, Nick. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Great. Doing great. So, I guess what I wanted to say was in Dan Quinn we trust, right? So, we have to trust that Dan Quinn is going to put the players uh, in position to make plays and make up for the loss of digs. But one thing I wanted to run by you, or the second thing was, I was just listening to Michael Irvin. I was a little... little it was a little strange hearing him say that now that this happened to Trayvon Diggs on our defense, that Dak Prescott was going to have to step up and do more. And I think that, I, I don't know, it was really an emotional statement by Michael Irvin because I really think that uh, Dak Prescott is playing really good. And I don't think McCarthy's going to, you know, have uh, Dak Prescott uh, do that again like he was kind of playing last year. I think uh, our offense is running just the, you know, just fine the way it is. And, I just think that uh, that's the wrong approach and want to get your thoughts on that. Well, thank you, Erwin. I mean, um, you know, let's – what are you suggesting? I mean, what, what, what I would ask to, to Michael would be, you know, what are you are you saying that now the defense is going to be completely different? They're not going to be averaging, you know, five points a game allowed. Now they're going to give up 17, 20, 24 points now because Diggs is gone. Because if that's the case, then, yeah, your offense is going to have to step up more and kind of outscore teams. I don't know if it's going to be that drastic. I really I really don't. Um, I, I think that it's going to be tough. I think that teams will, you know, will, will be able to to move the ball a little bit better. I mean, they'll they'll have a, a lesser corner on that side of the ball. This isn't what Gilmore was was brought in to do was to be the number one guy. That's not that's not where he was in his career. I'm not saying he can't do it. Still a really good corner, but it was a perfect situation to get here and play opposite of Trayvon Diggs. You don't have to take the number one all the time. You can. You're not afraid of him, but you can you you can go kind of play your side and 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 you know help all the young guys out and really show that you still got some stuff left in the tank as opposed to just now. Are you the guy? Are you the number one? So we'll see. But I, you know, I don't think my, Dak. I don't think this affects Dak at all. I think they need to play the way they need to play. If it gets to the point where now all of a sudden the defense is is not as good anymore, and 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 they're giving up a lot of points, a lot of a lot of uh, yards. Um, well, then yeah, D- Dak is going to have to step up. But I don't. We'll see if things change. I don't know if it will. In this game right now, I think the Cowboys against the Cardinals, I think the Cowboys got to just stick to the plan, do what they're going to do. I think if they don't turn the ball over, I think they'll win. And, and that's that was before Diggs' injury, and that would be after as well. All right, uh, let's go to Kurt in Arkansas. Kurt, for the next caller. Yeah, uh, I tell Diggs uh, I'm praying for him. Hope he recovers quick. And, but, and I know he will, but and the old saying goes, we will survive because mm-hmm. Bland has been training for this and he's he's good. So, I mean, he's not digs, but he's still, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he we'll is be good. All right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I got faith in him. All right. You got anything else? And I think, uh, yeah, uh, for, 4210. 4210. Okay. You know, right. guys, are, uh, thanks for the call, Kurt. I should have 
thrown this out a little bit earlier. You guys want to weigh in. One of our, our pod picks uh, questions uh, of the day is who's going to score the non-offensive touchdown if there is one? Who's going to score a touchdown, whether it be off- or defense or special teams? Um, so who, who's going to be that guy in this game? Um, it was Igbenogany the, the first week, Deron Bland, and inches away. Micah Parsons was inches away from getting a touchdown last week, so maybe he's the guy. So when you call in, you can um, you can definitely throw that in. I'll, I'll, I'll give my answer there, and that's the one we're going to do throughout the, the, the day here on the pod picks. I know Talking Cowboys had, had three answers earlier, so we'll see. We'll, we try to mix it up on there. All right, let's take a break here on, on Cowboy Storyline. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got some some text line questions and we got more callers to get here on Friday on Cowboys Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home-gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Last few minutes here of Cowboys Storyline this week before the Cowboys take on the Arizona Cardinals going out to Arizona this week. Uh, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think when you add up every single thing that that is detailed in a road trip, at least from, from my standpoint, everything from just the press box to the the food in the press box to the elevator to get down to the field how the the drive to get to the stadium the weather how far the trip is all that Arizona is probably the best trip for me uh, I just like everything about it um, you know it's usually good weather usually not not too bad of a um, of a flight so Arizona of course I say that, and then there's always some weird stuff that happens in the game. The Cowboys actually haven't played that that well. I looked this up: two and two and nine in the last eleven games. I'm sorry, two and seven 
in the last nine games out there. And of those of those seven losses, three of them in overtime, two of them are one point losses. So, you know, it's been close, but um, it hasn't necessarily gone well for the Cowboys. They did win their last game that they played up there. 2017 that was so long ago man that's been six years this is the last time they played a regular season game there all right let's go to the uh callers brandon in california brandon what's up what's up nick back at it again day two calling man nice yeah okay, yeah so i got you, through finally gotta get gotta, up early gotta, be, gotta get up early be, out in cali yeah yeah gotta get the uh, gotta get the kiddos ready today and everything so i was like i'm gonna get on today yeah um i just wanted to talk about the corners i know everybody's worried about digs i mean Hopefully he gets a speedy recovery. But uh, I was thinking like Israel uh, Mukwamu mm-hmm. and uh, um, Duran Bland. I, I think we're gonna be okay. You know, everybody's kind of panicking and everything like that. So I think not we're gonna this be show. Okay. Not the callers on this show. You guys that are calling aren't panicking. Um, I thought it would be a little bit more, but the guys that have called in, including yourself, have not really been that that way. But I get it. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of other people are. But um, hopefully. Listen to this show, and you'll you'll get a little better feel about the situation. Yeah, and then um, just you know, kind of a two part of that was: Do you think Anthony Brown? I know he just signed with the Niners, but do you think he would have came back? You think that would have been a good deal, or you think we'll be okay with uh, the the people that we have? Yeah. And then sec- secondly, well, I got like two more things. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, I'll be at the game. I'm taking my eight year old son to to go see the game at Arizona. Okay. So. Uh, so hopefully we maybe see you out there or something like that. Yeah. And then I've been throwing some numbers at you. Uh, yesterday I did Dexter Coakley. Uh, today, when I say 98, and everybody thinks Tyrone Crawford, but I think Greg Alice, man. So yeah. I'll hang I'll hang up and I'll listen. Okay. Uh, thank you, Nick. All right. Yeah. Um, Greg Ellis. Yeah. He. Uh, everybody else. As one thing I'll say about Greg Ellis. Everybody else usually gets gets uh you compared to a guy at their position. And Greg Ellis gets compared to a Hall of Fame wide receiver. It's just the way it goes, and it's it sucks. And he's kind of laughed about it, sort of before. You know, obviously everyone remembers, the, or they they should remember the the fact that you know Cowboys had a chance to take Randy Moss, nineteen ninety eight, and they just couldn't they just couldn't do it. They couldn't couldn't do that uh, with all the off the field baggage he had, and and uh, based off of what the Cowboys had been going through in the nineties with Michael Irvin and all that, they just decided not to do that. They went with a safe pick, and he was a really good player. Greg Ellis was a, was a good player, was a comeback player of the year in two thousand and seven. Um, had had. I want to say 13 sacks. That, that may not be the, the number, but he he had a really really good season. Uh, was comeback player of the year, opposite of De, Demarcus Ware, and a great guy. I mean, great guy. Um, doing doing well. I think uh, I think he's, he was he was coaching for a while. I haven't really caught up with him on and, and if he's still doing that. But uh, yeah, he was a, he was a really good good solid player. Just unfortunate that he gets compared to Randy Moss because the Cowboys decided not to take him. Um, and, and you know, I don't know. I don't think Anthony Brown. I mean, I mean, he's obviously with another team now. But I, I think they've already made the move of a veteran guy and, and bringing in uh, Igbenogany. I think that's kind of what they decided to do before the injury. Uh, they're going to play this thing out and see. You know, let's not forget they drafted Eric Scott. And they kept him on the roster. Uh, they they want to see him eventually at some point. They, you've got Nishan Wright coming back. So this team has invested in cornerbacks. They've, they've drafted them. They drafted Kelvin Joseph in the second round. They ended up trading, but they got a first-round uh, type player in, in Igbenogany. Let's see if he can play to that level. But, you know, they've, they've drafted Nishan Wright in the third round. They've drafted um, 
you know, um, Eric Scott in the sixth round. Um, so we'll, we'll, let's see. I, I think they've got resources here that they're going to tap into first before they go and, and uh, down the line and try to get anybody else. All right, uh, David and uh, – I'm sorry, Nick and Austin. We're going to go with Nick in uh, Austin first. Hey, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm good. How are you, Nick? Great. Um, I think why Cowboys fans are panicking is because they're still <laughs> remembering the old days, you know, when Dave Scarrett and Rob Marinelli this year, when they'd lose one key person and the whole thing would fall apart. But, you know, they, what they have to remember is, is you know, since the Carson's got here and Dan Quinn, coaching makes all the difference in the world. And they take a player and they're like, instead of you playing our scheme, we're going to see what you do well, and we're going to put our scheme around you. Yeah. And not only that, they have to remember we've had, you know, people go down. That's football. You know, they have to, all the teams, even the two teams that win the Super Bowl, they have good players to go down. I mean, this happens. Yep. You have to be able to overcome it. But the last thing I want to say, and the last thing that the, the fans need to remember, is that if they think about it, Terrence Hill went down with ACL. Uh, I can't remember every but the point I'm getting at, they came back stronger and better. So wherever the surgeon is, he is a master because they seem to always come back bigger and better. Now the player has to put in the work. Yeah. Whoever they have is really, really, really spectacular. So that's all I have to say, and have a great day. All right. Thank you, Nick. Have a good day as well. Um, uh, And and I think that, you know, like I said before, there has been some good uh, optimism here uh, for for this injury. And and I agree with you for the most part. I do agree with you about the coaching staff has been good. But, I mean, they – like I said before, I mean, you're not paying – you're not paying guys a hundred million dollars if you don't think that they're difference makers, and 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 if they don't think that you can just replace them with someone else. Um, that's kind of what the running back situation is is going through right now. That's why these guys aren't getting paid um, like they feel like they should. Is because teams are saying if I lose my running back, I can probably replace him with a cheaper guy, and and we can be nearly as good, if not as good. And I don't think that's the case at corner. So there, I'm expecting a drop off, and I think we all should. Um, that doesn't mean you can't, f- you know, figure this thing out in a different way. Maybe they blitz more. Maybe they, 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 you know, if they need to do that, they'll figure out. Dan Quinn's the guy to figure out um, what what they need to do. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think it'll be it'll it'll be okay. But you know, I, we we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how how it happens. All right, uh, let's go. Got some text messages here. Um, let's go with. Don't have a, a number here. I just got a nine five one is the area code. Wanted to say great show. Deron Bland will have the interte- interception for a touchdown. That's his prediction. Also saying thirty five to thirteen. All right. Uh, let's go now to David in Fort Worth. David, what's up? How you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm uh, not as good as I was yesterday before the news. Obviously, like everybody else has expressed. But fair. Um, yeah, but uh, but listening to the callers and then as well as just kind of sleeping it over, like everybody has discussed, like you know, if anybody's going to make it happen, it's going to be DQ man. Like he's he's just an awesome coach. He's going to figure out something and prayers up for Diggs. But uh, I don't want to continue to beat that dead horse. So I just wanted to throw out a score prediction and a crazy prediction if that was cool with you. Do it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah my score prediction: thirty-three uh, nine. I think Dallas is going to 
really put their foot on, play with a lot of passion for uh, for Diggs. Uh, crazy prediction, and also the pod uh, the pod picks answer mm-hmm. is I think Turpin's going to take one uh, take a punt back this week. Turpin and uh, my beautiful wife Jessica, I think uh, she says that uh, they're going to be so wrapped up trying to stop uh, Osa and Parsons that D Law's going to go crazy. Uh, two sacks she says i don't think that's that crazy but that's her crazy prediction so yeah i just wanted to get throw that out there and i appreciate you for taking my call all right thank you so much david good stuff uh turpin yeah i mean it's not called a defensive touchdown that's not what the what the the pod picks uh question is it's not defensive touchdown it's not offensive touchdown opening the door for turpin to do that on a um on a punt return or a kick return um as well 33 9 that's that would be a that'd be a beat down. That would be a good a good game, you know, if they if they could if they could definitely do that. Um let's go back to the uh text questions here. Let's see. Uh another one on Diggs. This was from Ryan. He says, Do you believe Dan Quinn can run the same uh type of defense? Uh aggressive man coverage defense with the loss of Diggs. Much prayer sent to Diggs. What are your thoughts? Um I think I think it's all about a wait and see. I mean, like before you just say, "All right, all right, the whole thing's over." Let's maybe Deron Bland is ready to really become a star. I mean, he's really good right now. Maybe he's ready to do that. Maybe Stephon Gilmore has more than than we think he he has than the Colts thought he had when they when they traded him. So, um, I'm not trying to be hypocritical here. I think this is going to be a tough loss. And there's a reason why everyone's kind of down about this because they know that he, Trayvon's so good. But before we make all these huge changes, we have to see. And I don't think it's just one game against the Cardinals or even um, the Patriots. The, the thing that, 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 this, that made this so exciting to have Diggs and Gilmore, to have two corners, is that when you face a team like Philadelphia who's got – two really, really good 1,000-yard receivers and, and Smith and Brown, uh, and, and you face a 49er team that has all the weapons, you're going to have to match weapons with weapons on defense. That's what you have to do. In any kind of fight, you, you've got to – whatever they've got, you've got to have that and more. And that's why it was so important to have uh, Diggs there. That, he made Gilmore better. He made the pass rush better, vice versa. So – but before we we do and say they got to make all these changes, we got to see, got to see how they how they play and see how and it starts this week uh, in uh, in Arizona. All right, uh, let's go to Marquise in Virginia. Hey, what's up, Nick? Did I say that right? Is it Marquise? Yep. Marquise. All right, cool. We got it now. What's hey, up, man? You know, really, really sad to hear about Trayvon. Um, I'm from the same area up here where he's from, and uh, you know, really prayers up to him. But I really think Cowboys fans were really in a in a very interesting position. We have a master, master, grandmaster chess player at defensive coordinator in right. Dan Quinn. And he uses pieces in ways that other teams have not used these guys. And it's not to say, oh, we don't need Trayvon, but it is to say, look at what we're doing without Donovan Wilson. You know, I expect Bland to kick out. I expect him to use multitude of these safeties that he has to help with coverage over the top. I mean, if we really think about it, we've spoken about how great the D-line is. We've spoken about how great the secondary is. We haven't spoken about the linebackers at all, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Right. Because they haven't messed up, but they also, we don't really seem dynamic in that position, but, but they're good enough. We are okay because of the man who's moving the pieces around the board. Yeah. And so... Like I said, prayers of the Trayvon. I really think this defense is a very, very 
special D, and I really think this actually plays more into Dan Quinn's hands because now offensive coordinator is going to lose his mind and say, let's go at Blaine. And Blaine had the most interceptions yeah. last year. Be careful and with so, that, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So you're going to play yourself into <laughs> right. a trick bag trying to think that there's a weakness there, that there isn't a, that there really isn't there. No, Bland isn't the player that Trayvon is, but that doesn't mean that when you have a player come in that's a little lesser or that's on the or that's coming up, that they creates a weakness. And so I really think we might actually have a chance to have more turnovers because teams are gonna be less apprehensive to go toward a Bland and they're gonna make that mistake more often than not. So Man, keep your head up, Cowboy Nation. We're going to Arizona and get this dub. And thanks, Nick. Really right. love your show. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good, good stuff. And, and you know, I got a text line question that was kind of along the lines on that. Uh, Tony in uh, Stratford, um, Connecticut. He says uh, Diggs is a huge loss, but if that loss alone cripples our defense, we don't have the defense that we thought. And I think I think that's true especially with the term like cripples the defense. If the, if the defense definitely falls apart because of this, then, then you're right. I mean, it, we, then we overestimated what the defense is. Um, it's going to hurt them some um, because you can't just keep losing players or you can't lose a lot. You ha- can't have a lot of injuries. That's why, that's why you've got to be really, really talented, really deep and really lucky. That's how. That's what you have to do to to make it to the Super Bowl. You have to be lucky, um, and or you've got to overcome it. I mean, I think when Mike McCarthy, when when the when the, the Packers won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl forty five, I think he had seventeen players or something like that on injured reserve that year. Um, but I can tell you one guy that wasn't. It was Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't on injured reserve, and, and he was so good, and they were able to overcome it. But they did have a lot of guys, and they just kind of kept bringing players in there. And even in that game, Charles Woodson, who was a great player for them that season, got hurt in the game, um, and, and they were able to overcome it. So you have to overcome it. You can't just keep losing players, especially great ones like that. But if you're as good as you think and, you, and you've built this team with a lot of depth, you should be able to overcome it. And we're going to find out if this team uh, can do that. All right. Uh, we've got J.D. in Arancis Pass. Is that what that is? Arancis Pass? Yes, sir. AP? Okay. I don't know where that yes. is. Is that in Texas? Where is that? Yes, sir. South Texas. South Texas. Texas. Got it. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I've been all the way down there before, but what do you got, J.D.? <laughs> Hey, Nick, uh, I just want to say a long time, first time. I've been listening to you since I was a sophomore in high school, man. Now I'm 32 years old. Oh, wow. Wow, that's that's great, man. I appreciate that. Hopefully your grades were good then. Hopefully we didn't... Uh... We didn't uh, mess up anything in your. I know mine weren't good. I know I was. I was listening to the radio or reading the newspaper back when I was a sophomore in high school too, trying to get as much cowboy <laughs> news as I could. As I could. So what do you got? No, I had a, I had to sneak in an article every now and then. Had to see what y'all were talking about whenever I could. But uh, I just wanted to give a crazy prediction and ask you a question. I'm sorry, just a score prediction and ask you a question. I think that will win. Uh, 38 to 10. I think it should be. Uh, I mean, of course, the Cardinals are a professional team, so I'm pretty sure the, the boys have their work their work cut out for them. But I think they'll be able to handle it. I think, uh, like everybody else was saying earlier, nobody's panicking. Yes, the big loss is a pretty big loss. We know what he is. We know what he got paid. But uh, even Micah said it. He's his brother's keeper, so he's yeah. going to try and put it all on him, and he'll get it done, and it starts in the trenches. And uh, my question for you is, what's your what, what's been your favorite season so far? 
Favorite season? Yes, sir. Oh, man. That's that's awesome. Thanks for the time, Nick. Thank I hope you. you have a good weekend, man. Thank you. Um, God, favorite season? I mean, that's just, I mean, it's funny because they've all ended, you know, earlier than you wanted them to. But, um, you know, that's – that's kind of that's kind of tough because uh, there's so many other factors in, involved. But I mean, I can just kind of take the easy route and just say my first one in 1999, because everything was new, you know, and uh, and it was it was so every every experience was was kind of different. And also, I say that too because um, that was sort of that was the end of of a lot of play. Like like I can say, yeah, I, I covered. Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders because they both played in that 99 season Irvin just a few games before he got hurt Aikman played a couple more after that Emmett a few more after that but you know 99 was the end of that that rank Daryl Johnston played one game in 99 so um you know I was able to you know kind of those guys you got to remember you know when you're 10 11 12 years old and a diehard cowboy fan and you're, you're trying to you know see this team you know get back to the super bowl and and you know in the early 90s i mean i was i was a young kid collecting cards with you know for troy aikman's you know football card emmett smith all those guys and then i here i am covering them Deion sanders are you kidding me Deion sanders one of my favorite players i get to you know to be in the same locker room interview and all that kind of stuff so 99 was the year where i you know i was the young guy and there was a lot of like established Hall of Fame type players there, uh, and it was cool. And the first game ever that I was that I was there a regular season was the Washington game where they came back twenty one points down in the fourth quarter to win that game. That's that's probably my favorite game. So um, you know, since then they're all they're all different in their own way. But but yet, I mean, it's hard to beat that one just because all the, the dynamics of what was happening there. Brian in Kansas City, we're gonna go to the next caller. Brian in Kansas City, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Morning. How are you? Ah, uh, well, yeah, that was yeah. some rough news yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. But all you got to do is just listen to the first, what, 40 minutes of this show, and you should be in, in better spirits because I'll tell you, I'll give you guys credit. You guys are better than me. You guys have better outlook about this than I did. I, I was I'm kind of bummed about it too, but I, I feel better just with this show. So, Yeah, I, I was watching uh, Media Mash when the news broke yesterday, yeah. and, you know, it was just, just them listing off the guys. And I'm thinking, okay, so we got Igbenogany and and J. Lou and Bland and Gilmore and Eric Scott, and it's not like last year. Mm-hmm. We're in a much better position right now right. to to withstand this. We we obviously don't have you know somebody made the comparison of what happened in the the season where uh, who was it Smith that blew out his Achilles in the in the opening day right. one year. Was the same year we got Dion, right? Right, right. Kevin Smith. So, yeah. It, you know, somebody tried to make that comparison. They said, "Yeah, but we had Dion Sanders who was the person that replaced him." Right, right. <laughs> not, not quite the same. We don't have another Trayvon Diggs on the shelf, but we really do have some. I mean, you know, in the offensive line, we've been complaining we got no depth. We got depth in the defensive backfield. Yeah, true. I mean, they they do. It, not to this point. I mean. If, if you're going to have an injury, you, you don't want it to be number one. You know, you, you you'll take a, a three or four or five or something like that, and, and right. then just say, "Hey, we got some depth." You don't want to you don't want to hit it number one because because like you said, you don't you, you don't just there's probably a bigger drop off between one and then two and three and four than any other spot there. But uh, but like I said, we're going to find out. I mean, maybe maybe it isn't. Um, yeah. But but 
I, I kind of tend to think that that it's going to be a, a drop off, but not not to the point that it'll change a whole lot. So, uh, yep. But hey, I got a question for you. So I'm thinking if we're putting our starting five on on the uh, offensive line for the first time, uh, you know, I'm thinking this is this is the week Tony Pollard breaks a hundred, and I'll uh, I did I didn't think about a, an old time player today before I called in, so I don't have one for you. But uh, let's one. go with uh, what what do you think about? Uh, Pollard breaking a hundred with with our starting O line for the first time, and I think John Machota said six hundred days. Yeah, since we had the the starting five out there, and right. I'll hang up and listen right. and have right. a great weekend. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he did. A, that was an interesting stat. The way, and, and he's not wrong. I mean, there's just kind of the way that he said it uh, because of the because of Tyron Smith not playing all of last year until. Uh, December and then it's the same time that Terrence Steele went down. So they, you never had your starting five there, and then you have to go back to the to the Forty Nine er game at home in the playoffs. So um, yeah, it hasn't been hasn't been the case. I think it is going to happen this week that they're going to have their starting five. I could see Pollard having a game, but I the way that he got all those touches last week, they've limited him a little bit in practice. We'll see how the game goes, but if it's a situation if these scores are holding up like you guys are saying, 33-9, 38-10, 35-13, um I don't I don't think so. I don't think he'll get as many unless he takes like a a big run early. Um I could see almost to the point like Rico Dattle, I'm I'm kind of flirting with the idea of putting him on my fantasy team because I'm I'm just gutted with Barkley and Chubb. I mean that's my team. Aaron Rodgers, Barkley, Chubb, I've had them all. I've changed my team name to the Carts because or bring out the Cart because that's what my team has been. So I'm thinking like maybe Rico Dattle because I do think he's going to play a lot in the in the second half if if the Cowboys have a lead and um, and I think that they're trying to get him the ball a little bit more. Anyways, all right, last one. Let's go, uh, Vince in Albuquerque. Vince, what's up? Oh, not too much. I just got back from the mountains, so I missed half of your show. But okay. Got through, got through. Um, well, this team, I think it's a really good, strong team. They're like a family together. This is just a different feeling for this defense and offense and the whole team with the coaches just gelling and everything. It's it's a big, big blow with digs out, but I think they're going to rally around these guys and they're going to prove something. Uh, my score is 13-31. And I think uh, I think Gallup is going to try to I think they're going to try to get the ball to Gallup this this time around. Yeah, what do you think? I could I could definitely see that happen. Usually the way it works, you have a guy go off. Thank you for the call, Vince. You have a guy go off like CD has done. He's an All Pro player. He's showing it here in the first two games. They're gonna they got to figure out how to stop him, and it's going to leave uh, guys open like Cooks uh, and also and Gallup. And I think this is about the time we'll see Gallup make some plays. All right, I got to get out of here quickly. Um, my score is twenty six to fourteen. I think that it'll be. Uh, it'll be one-sided for the most part, but I think Arizona's going to kind of hang around in, in there and make it a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, my um, my guy for the non-offensive touchdown, I'm going to go with Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong, he's kind of a athletic defensive end. We'll see if there's a fumble loose or an interception or something. He's scored, uh, I think, a, a touchdown before. He's blocked a punt. He's very versatile. We'll go with Dorrance Armstrong as, as my guy. All right. Um, here in a, in a few minutes, uh, Cowboys break will be here, so stay tuned for that, and we'll see what they think about the Trayvon Diggs uh, um, injury and, and how the Cowboys react to that. Thank you so much for the callers, and not just the the amount of callers, but the attitude that y'all have. Uh, really, I think was was. Uh, 
was big. It was a good boost. Um, it should be a good boost for Cowboys Nation. Hey, put this thing in perspective, and, and not all is lost for sure just because of the injury to Trayvon Diggs. All right, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you next Monday on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!